0: Our scripture reading was ably read just a few moments ago. Psalm 133. It is a rather famous text. And it has this very interesting picture, does it not? How good and pleasant it is when God's people work together in unity. And then it says, It is like oil being poured on the head, flowing down over the face, through the beard, onto one's collar. Not a single amen when I said that, but <laughs> that does not necessarily sound like a, that sounds like an accident, doesn't it, right? You know, somebody spilled some oil somewhere and you got in the wrong place. But make no mistake, to the ancients, to our patriarchs and matriarchs, when that oil was poured, it was not only a symbol of abundance, even, even, even kind of wretched, holy excess, the blessings of God flowing over it was considered to be a sign of the anointing of the Spirit of God. Isn't it interesting how the Bible puts the unity of God's people and the Spirit of God so closely together? In fact, so common is this theme. There's a number of sister texts in the Bible to Psalm 133, and I would like you to look at just one of them. John chapter 4, please, verse 23. If you have a Bible or a phone, or whatever it is that you use to, to look up the Word of God. John chapter 4, beginning with uh, verse 23. In fact, only verse 23. We do not have time to go through the entirety of this story this morning, so let me just briefly summarize. Jesus here is traveling to Galilee. He goes through Samaria, not because it was customary to do so, but because it says he had to. He knew there was someone he needed to meet. This story is often referred to as Jesus and the woman at the Well. They meet there at Jacob's Well in Samaria. This woman is there. They have this very interesting dialogue. Last night at Vespers, uh, I was speaking about this to to our university students. It's a fascinating story towards the culmination of the dialogue between the woman and, and Jesus. Jesus makes this statement. Verse 23, He says, Yet a time is coming and has now come. When the true worshipers, what kind of worshipers? True. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in, what's the next word? Spirit and truth. In spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. The time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. In spirit and in truth, in spirit and in truth. I wonder what that could mean. And it is often at this point that the preacher will seek to tell you what that means. But today I thought we would do something different and let you preach this part of the sermon. Now, what I'm going to say next, I actually mean, I I actually do want you to do what I'm about to ask you to do. And the reason I say that is because some of you are going to say to yourself, surely the pastor can't mean that I would do what he just said. No, I actually do. I really would like you to do this. Are you ready? Sopranos in this section right here. I need altos over here in this quadrant. Tenors, I need you right back there. Basses, I need you back there. Why are you sitting still? If you have small children that just went to sleep, you're welcome to stay. If you have any mobility issues, you're welcome to stay exactly where you are. Everybody else, I need you to stand up and move. We've got things to do. Let's go. If you're in the balcony, feel free to come down and join us in any of these sections or form them up in those four quadrants right up there in the balcony. I'm going to need all of you. Let's do it. Move quickly. Sopranos right here, altos, my right, your left, tenors, back right quadrant there, basses, other quadrant in the back. Don't be shy, Balcony. We can still see you. Come and join us. If you are not musical and you do not know what you are, look at someone who looks like they know what they're doing and follow them to their spot. One more time, sopranos right here, altos right here, tenors back on that side, basses on this side. I will give you a moment to make your way to your spots. When you get there, go ahead and have a seat. And once you have found a seat, would you grab a hymnal? and open it to page 27 page 27 if you don't have a hymnal see if you can share it with the person that's there next to you hymn number 27 and go ahead and be seated when you found a spot hymn number 27 this is the hymn Rejoice, ye pure in heart i think this is one of the finest hymns in our hymnal uh, not the least of which because it was in my wedding so, all kinds of good memories associated with this hymn. It says, Rejoice, ye pure in heart. Rejoice, give thanks, and sing. Your festal banner wave on high the cross of Christ your King. Rejoice, 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 give thanks, and sing. And that is exactly what we are going to do at this point. Now, as you remember from your high school choir class, when I'm working with the sopranos, what are the rest of you doing? Some of you don't remember what your choir teacher told you back in those days. Yes, that's right. All right, let's focus here. Sopranos, are you ready? All right, we're just going to run through. Uh, uh, Dr. Logan is just going to play the melody line here. Our pitch is… Ladies, are you ready? One, two, three. Rejoice, ye pure in
1: heart. Rejoice, give thanks and sing. Your festal banner wave on high, the cross of Christ your King. Rejoice, 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 give thanks and
0: sing. What do you think, huh? Not bad, not bad? Okay, sopranos, you can do twice as good. Are you ready? Okay, sit up straight. Come on, sing sing through your head. We don't want nasally stuff. Okay, we want the nice, full, round tones, okay? And I think you can even do more volume. Don't forget, watch me on the end, particularly at the end of the song, so we can do our, you know, rejoice, give thanks, and sing, and we can cut off at the same time. Are you ready? Our pitch again. One, two, three. Rejoice, ye purest. That is nice. I have the best seat in the house. That was great. Well done, Sopranos. Okay. Let's come over here to the altos. Altos, are you ready? All right. Your, your part is, 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 is somewhat monotonous, but it's really important, okay? And you got to watch. Watch for the occasional flat here. What's our pitch, please? One, two, three. Rejoice, ye
1: pure in heart. Rejoice, give thanks, and sing. Your festal banner, wave on high, the cross of Christ, your King. Rejoice, 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 give thanks
0: and sing. Scale of one to ten, what would you give yourselves, Alton? Okay, I know you can do this. All right, you got it. You're, you have, we're off to a very good start. You need to sit up straight, right? Sit up straight. You can do this. Everybody ready? Okay, pitch again, please. Here we go. One, two, three. Rejoice, ye pure in
1: heart. Rejoice in thanks and see-
0: Enough. Yes. All right. Good job. Good job. Sopranos, are you ready to join with them? All right. Pitches, please, for both sopranos and altos. One, two, three. That sounds pretty good to me. Pretty good to me. Some of you altos, you're looking kind of depressed. You did all right. You did all right, okay? Don't worry But You're doing just fine there. Tenors, are you ready? Do we really have that many tenors? That is a… Some of you have infiltrated. You're a bass and you're in the wrong section, aren't you? That's an astonishing amount. Excellent. All right, tenors, do we have a pitch, please? Your part has the most gymnastics of anyone, so get ready, all right? Let's sing it nice and loud, bold and strong. Are we ready? One, two, three. Rejoice, ye pure in heart.
1: Rejoice, give thanks, and sing. Hold it, hold it, hold it,
0: hold it. (laughs) Tenors, we're going to sing now, okay? This (laughs) This is a song. We open our mouths, we sing tennis, I need you to stand, please. Would you please stand? Come on. Come on. Let's do it. Come on. There is is such potential here. There is gold in these pews. Okay. All right. Let's see. Pitch again, please, Dr. Logan. One, two, three. Rejoice, keep your in heart. That was entirely my fault. I confess it. Confession is good for the soul, but bad for the reputation. All right, we're going to try this from the top one more time, tenors, okay? And this time, we're going to get it all the way through, and we're going to join up with the sopranos and altos. Are you ready? All right, from the beginning. hmm, One,
1: two, three. Rejoice,
2: keep your
1: in heart.
0: Sopranos, altos, are you ready? Do you think the tenors are ready? Now, come on. Sopranos, altos. My goodness. Okay. All right. We're going to do this together. Uh, Tenors, you can be seated if you're good, okay? Roll our three parts, please. One, two, three. Retour. I think there are agents in the building looking for recording contracts, so bases, don't let us down. Are you ready? All right, bases, you feeling confident? Have you seen your part there? <laughs> all right, bases. I'm just going to cut to the chase. Stand to your feet, please. Stand up straight. Look me straight in the eye, all right? We can do this. Yes, even you in the back, bases. we need you. Every last bass. Don't be shy. Our note is...
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One, two, three. Rejoice, ye
1: pure in heart. Rejoice, give thanks, and sing your
0: Not bad. That was not bad at all. All right. Good job, bases. Yeah, they give you a bad rap. It's just The Sopranos, though. Don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. I think we're ready. Uh, let's try this. All four parts. Uh, are you ready? Roll chord, please. One, two, three. three. your hymn books up high so you can see me. All right. Look straight ahead. Stand up tall. We're going to sing golden tones here. And let's do the first and the last verse with full accompaniment. Would you roll our chord, please? Yes. One, two, three. don't sit down yet. We're going to do the first verse, a cappella. And I want you to imagine that the Father is sitting on His throne, waiting in anxious anticipation for the love of His children to be reciprocated. Pitches, please. Please be seated right where you're at. Just go ahead and have a seat, right there. The real estate, that pew that you paid for, will still be sitting there after we're done with this little exercise. So don't go back to your seats quite yet. Jesus said, the Father is looking for worshipers who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. You just taught us something in this little exercise that I think gives us at least three insights into what that means. Insight number one hearts that are united can make great music together. Amen. Oh, say amen. Amen and amen. amen. Hearts that are united. Hearts that are singing off of the same page. You know, when we first started there, there was a few stumbles in there, but by the end, it was heavenly music that was filling this place. Hearts that are united. When we are doing things together as the people of Christ, great things can happen. We can make beautiful music. (laughs) You know, Jesus said... God, the Lord is looking for the Father is looking for worshipers that will worship in spirit and in truth. In some of your translations, the word spirit is lowercase, lowercase s. In other translations, it's an uppercase s. And interestingly enough, both are correct. Because you see, on the one hand, the Father is looking for people that will worship Him with, with spirit. With their heart, with passion, no reserve, no retreat, everything put towards that. And we talk about horses being spirited, you know, a spirited horse. they're, They're ready to get out of the gate. When the barn door is open, off they go. If they're in a race with another horse, there's nothing that's held back. This is spirit. God is looking for worshipers that will worship him in that way. This is why, you know, I have you sit up as you sing. We can do this more. We can do this together. We often underestimate our best. But the Lord is saying, hey, come, get it. I've given you spirit, put it to work for me, passion, all of you, nothing held back. And as it turns out, that kind of spirit, that kind of heart and passion ultimately has only one source. Lesson number two, genuinely worshiping in spirit, that is with all our heart and soul and mind, ultimately only comes from being filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the uppercase S, right? Capital S, Spirit. You know, I I wish I had more time to talk about this today. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit in the not-too-distant future. This is a super, super important topic. Suffice it for now to say this. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God on earth. It is the very presence of Jesus Christ. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is our great need for all of God's spiritual blessings follow the infilling of the Holy Spirit. This is an astonishing fact. Jesus himself said, it is better for you, to, to his disciples, it is better for you that I leave so that the Holy Spirit can come in my place. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if Jesus Christ in person were preaching somewhere else on this campus, you would not be sitting here right now. I wouldn't be sitting here right now myself. I'd be over there because Jesus was here, right? And yet Jesus says, it is better for me that I'm not here so that the Holy Spirit can be sent. Because Jesus became one with the human race, he cannot physically be present in every place at once before, but by the Holy Spirit, he can now live inside of us closer than the air that we breathe. This school year, God has called us to work together as a campus family. All of us. Students, those that are not students, older folk, younger folk, everybody in between, all of us. And we must remember that choirs are the strongest when everyone sings. I hope you noticed that. That was pretty obvious, wasn't it? You know, when it was just sopranos or altos or tenors, but you know, that, that sounds good, but when everybody is singing, wow! Well, I mean, the rafters just shake with gladness. That's what it's like when we're firing on all cylinders. There, is, there are no unimportant God-given gifts. And if you sit here this morning and you're a follower of God, you have at least one and I've never met anybody that only has one God-given gift. God is calling you to put those to use here on this campus and to do it with, with heart, with your spirit fully engaged and to do that requires, again, the filling of the Holy Spirit. So I plead with you. If you are not currently in the habit of doing it, would you begin this day to simply ask for the filling of the Holy Spirit? You know, it actually is that simple, and not because I say it's because Jesus did. Luke 11, verse 13, if we were to read that, we would find there, Jesus says, he's, he's talking to a crowd, a somewhat mixed multitude, and he says, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Exactly, to ask. This is the beginning of the freedom, the salvation, the, 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 the power-filled, transformative life that Jesus longs for us to live. And it begins with the Holy Spirit of God. So ask for it. Make it your first work East day. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lead me by your Spirit throughout this day. Which leads us to the third lesson that you taught us this morning. And that is that the togetherness God desires for us is found in His truth.
2: Hmm.
0: And I'm going to suggest that that truth is best revealed in this book, the Bible. It's not the only place that, that the truth is revealed. We can have inspiration of truth from nature. The, sometimes the Holy Spirit just speaks to our hearts. And, but this is the most reliable source. This is the filter through which all other the revelations must pass. This is the foundation. Here, the, the, the verbal foundation to God's kingdom is found right here. Now, can you imagine how we would have sounded on Rejoice, You Pure in Heart if instead of the the, uh, tenors singing off of page 27, they chose page 28? How would that have sounded? Pretty bad. Pretty bad. But when we are singing off of the same page of God's truth, When we hold up and elevate His Word and say this is the standard by which we will live, that will help us to be drawn together. You know, to be pure in heart, just to come right down to the texture of the song that we just sang, to be pure in heart is to be fully committed, fully focused, a fully focused follower of God and the only way we know for certain how to follow God in this way is through the study of His Word. So again, I plead with you, if you are not currently in the habit of studying the Word on a regular basis, please begin to do so. I would love to see Jesus come back with my own two eyes before death, wouldn't you? That would be an awesome thing. And yet so often when we look throughout the land, when when we look across the world of Christianity, it seems that the only time we spend time in the Bible is during a sermon. I plead with you, don't let it happen to you. Become a student of the Word. You know, Jesus every morning is available for a personal Bible study just with you. And if you will take just that that time and open these words, if if you haven't done this before, start with the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and just read a few verses there and say, what is God trying to speak to me? What lessons are here for me that I can learn from God and from His Word? You see, when we are filled with the Spirit of God, When we are regularly studying the Word of God, we cannot help but be drawn together. That is the inevitable result. We cannot help but become ultimately worshipers that worship God in spirit and in truth. And please hear this well. There is no limit to what God can do with the individual or the class or the campus or the church who is guided by the Word of God and filled with His Holy Spirit. There's no limit to that. There's no challenge that we face. There's no problem that you have personally. There's no challenge that we have corporately that cannot be overcome with that recipe. People who worship God in spirit and in truth. We are dealing with spiritual dynamite here. Great gold stuff. These are the very kind of worshipers that Jesus said the Father craves. And as we end our time here this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to say, yes, Lord, I want to be one of those kinds of worshipers, one who worships you in spirit and in truth. You know, it's tradition here at Pioneer that a spiritual theme is selected for that particular school year, that ministry year. And as you by now, I hope, know, a theme for this year is together in spirit and in truth. You know, in, in American business and probably in most of the rest of the world for that matter, that a deal is not a deal until both parties have signed the contract, Right? Well, in the contract of the kingdom, Jesus has already signed his name in blood. Because on the cross, he said, yes, I do. I will seek to save as many people as possible. And he signed his name, as it were, in blood. My prayer for us and for our campus and for the schools that we have the privilege of ministering with, that indeed this would be a year that is marked strongly with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, with unity, with God's power flowing through His Word, that it might be a blessing to those not just here, but through all the places around the world that this campus touches. It is our tradition here at Pioneer to close out the first full Sabbath of the year when everyone is back uh, in session with uh, our singing of the Lord's Prayer. And indeed, we are going to do that here. Uh, Brenton uh, will come and uh, lead us in that song. This will be our benediction. There will be nothing further in the program after that. This is our saying to the Lord. We are yours, we are committed, and we are ready to do your bidding. I would invite you, please, to stand to your feet now as Brenton comes to lead us.